we're having some we're gonna have some slight changes around here uh, starting with if you're a paramedic with the Putnam County EMS you have to shave your beard off and so uh <laughs> only one guy had to do that but we appreciate brother Tanner and I love you brother you know that right so uh, if, if you thought we had a guest singer this morning, that's really just Tanner, uh, and, and he looks 10 years younger. So, so we appreciate that. Uh, if, you've, if you've not shook my hand this morning, I'm not offended. If you don't want to shake my hand, I'm not going to be offended. Uh, if you just want to rub elbows, that's fine. You want to give me a fist bump, that's fine. If you want to stay 10 feet away from me and just wave, I'm okay with that. Uh, but we're going to preach this morning uh, on exactly what you thought I would preach on. And, and we're going to address this. I believe if we have a major event in the world, the church needs to be up to date with what's going on. Wouldn't you tend to agree with that statement? But we're going to do it on a biblical basis. So if you have your Bibles this morning, I would ask you to turn to Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew chapter number 6. Turn to the Sermon on the Mount. Words from Jesus himself. And when you find Matthew chapter 6, if you would please go down to verse number 25. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 25, and we're going to read through the end of the chapter. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 25. If you're there, please say amen. Amen. The Bible says this, Jesus says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment? Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Here's a question. Jesus asked the question. He says, Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toll not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. He says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Let's pray. Father, we love you. God, we thank you for all that you do. God, we thank you for all the many blessings. And God, we thank you for allowing us together in your house, in your name this morning. God, nobody could have got out of their bed this morning and put their feet on the floor. God, had you not given them the health and the strength to do so. God, I just pray that you would bless each one that's come this way. And Father, for those that are not here for whatever reason, Lord, I just pray that you would bless them. God, as we go into the Word, Lord, I just pray that you would use me as your vessel. God, we know that your Word is already anointed. God, that your Word is already blessed beyond anything. And Lord, just the reading of your Word this morning would be sufficient. God, as I, as I give a very simple message this morning, God, I just pray that you would multiply it, God, and that you would use it to glorify yourself. 
God, use me as your vessel because, Lord, I am nothing this morning. And God, I praise you. Lord, I thank you for all that you do and all that you're going to do. Give me clarity of mind and clarity of speech as I proclaim your word. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Everybody knows what, what's going on, right? This, this is nobody's. Is it, does anybody in here live under a rock? If you do, please raise your hands. Mason, raise your hand. You're from Spencer, brother. You're, he lives under a rock. And so before church, I, he asked me whatever, what was going on at Walmart, and I had to let him in on it because Spencer doesn't have one. But, and, and so, and Brother Tucker and, and Austin, I'll get to y'all later. I'm just going down the line this morning. But I'm glad this morning that we serve a God who still can. Aren't you glad of that? And Jesus' words here, and, and, and you know, if you know anything about the Bible, and if you don't, I'll explain it to you. You have God the Father, you have God the Son, and you have God the Holy Ghost. And one of God's attributes is this, is that He is omniscient, or, or that He is all-knowing. That God knows everything, that nothing has ever taken God by surprise. And so when Jesus said these words, He said these when He was sitting on the side of a mountain looking over the Sea of Galilee. And He was speaking to a group of believers. He was speaking to people that were following Him. And He was directly speaking to His disciples. If you go back to the, the first part of the Sermon on the Mount, you'll find that Jesus was actually directing these words to His disciples. And that all those beyond His twelve disciples were just able to hear this and were just able to, to kind of hear in what Jesus was saying. And so Jesus had just got done in the previous verses talking about money and all this. And then He gets to this very important section of Scripture. And so in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25, Jesus says this, and I'll just read the, the, the first little part of it. He says, therefore, after he gets, talking, he gets done talking about money and he gets done talking about the things of this world, and he says, therefore, he says, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. And if you study this section of Scripture and you, and you study the Bible, Bible very much, You'll understand that when he says, take no thought, you look that up and it's a word that means this. It says that, that don't be anxious or don't be worried. If you were to hear Jesus speaking in his original language, speaking in Aramaic to his disciples, he would have said to his disciples in, in what I'm going to call this morning, I'm going to say plain English, is that okay? He would have said, don't worry about what's going on. Now does that mean, and, and I'm not trying to minimize this thing, I'm not trying to say that, that we shouldn't be concerned, I'm not even saying that we shouldn't even take proper precautions, that is not my message this morning. Don't think I'm just writing this thing off and saying, oh don't worry, but, but what I am saying is don't let this consume your life. Has anybody, and, and I'm, I'm just going to give you a really simple message this morning. This is not going to be that deep. This is not just going to be something that you just say, wow, I've never heard anything like that before. But, but I mean, we live in this world, and, and how many of you have been to the grocery store this week or been to Walmart or been to Sam's Club and seen what's going on? I mean, it's insanity, isn't it? And just think, people are preparing like it's the end of the world. They really are. And, and I guess everybody at the end of the world needs toilet paper. Amen. I mean, that's just because <laughs> that's what's going on. So I just thought I would throw that out there because I know that's what y'all are all thinking about. 
I mean, if anybody's really scared about stuff, you need to be buying food and water and, and things to protect your family. But, but my goodness, we can't go without toilet paper. So, <laughs> But Jesus said, and, and he, he addresses these things. And he says, he says, don't be worried about this. Now, why does he say this? Well, let me ask you this question. When have you ever worried about anything and the problem got solved? Not one time in my life have I ever sat there and wrung my hands. And, and trust me, I've been worried about stuff. I really have. I mean, there's been a lot of things in my life I've worried about. When, when, when Lacey was pregnant with Shaylee, and, and she had a, what's that, what's that thing called, preeclampsia or whatever it is, when, when you, your, your body's basically, I guess, tightening in on your baby and it's just not a good thing. And, and they said, we've got to see you every week at this special doctor. You know what I was right then? I was worried. Absolutely, I was. But you know what that worry did for that baby in her belly? Nothing. Didn't help her a bit. She didn't come out and grow up and say, Daddy, I'm glad that when I was in Mama's womb that you worried about me. And that's what really got me through. No, that's not it at all. And so Jesus goes on and he says, he says Don't worry. He says, What you shall eat or what you shall drink. He said, Nor yet for your body. He said, what you shall put on, what you shall clothe yourself. He says, it's not the life or this life more than meat and the body more than raiment. We get so consumed in this. And I think that the reason we're so consumed is this, and in this is this all we're hearing about. It's what our mind is full of. If you were here on Monday night of our revival, you'll remember that Brother Jonathan preached a wonderful message about your mind and about what you're, what's on your mind and what you're consumed with. And I think that people, and even Christian people, are absolutely consumed with this thing. Consumed with it. I mean, my goodness, you can't get on Facebook. You can't get on ESPN.com, a sports app. You can't go anywhere, watch the news, turn on the radio. I mean, I looked at the Weather Channel this morning, and they had a thing about it. My goodness. And people are getting consumed about it. But what did Jesus say? He said, don't worry. Now, I want you to understand this this morning, that that message, what Jesus said, those words were addressed to Christian people. Those words were addressed directly to his 12 disciples, those guys that followed him around. He says, just don't worry about it. He says, don't be consumed. Don't be scared. Don't be anxious about what's going to happen. Why should you not be anxious if you're a Christian? Because God's got this thing. God's got this. If you're a lost person, I'll go ahead and throw this out there this morning that you might ought to be worried I'll throw that out. Is that okay? Would you say amen to that? Why? Because I, I'm not naive. I mean, I'm not ignorant this morning. This thing has killed some people. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to act like that that's not happened, okay? It has. And if, you, and if you die saved, well, glory, you're going to heaven. If you die lost, you're going to hell. So maybe you ought to be worried. But I wouldn't be worried about, I wouldn't be worried about that C word. I'd be worried about my soul. I wouldn't be worried about getting sick. I wouldn't be worried about going to the hospital. I would be worried about the end result of that. And, and I've seen things this week uh, that people have, have said and, and just people are asking questions. And when something like this happens, people start saying, well, why would God let something like this happen? 
This, this thing is not of God, I'll tell you that. You know what this is a result of? It's a result of sin. If you turn your Bible to Genesis chapter 3, you'll see that man had it made one time and then sin came on the scene. And we have all these things that are a direct result of sin. That's what this thing is all about. And can Christian people suffer from sin? Yes, they can. Could there be suffering in your family? There may very well be. I don't know. I don't know what this thing's holding for us. I really don't. I have no idea. But one of the things that I would like to say, and I, and I had it on, a, on a, an index card, and I guess I got started prematurely, until something changes, we're going to still have church. Amen? We're still going to meet together. Like I said, if you don't want to shake my hand, that's okay. I get it. I, it's fine. I'm not going to be offended. If I don't shake yours, don't get offended, okay? But listen, we're still going to meet together. Why? Because my faith is in God this morning. My faith is, is in Him. I, I, don't, I don't look at things of this world and say, my goodness, what am I going to do? I didn't wake up this morning and think, well, what, how, how am I going to get through the day? I know how I'm going to get through the day. It's just like any other day. Anything could happen to me on any given day. Did you know that? I could have woke up this morning and, and could have walked out in my, in, on my road and a Mack truck could have run me over and I could have not, had any, could have not survived but by the grace of God, that didn't happen. Amen? We don't know what's coming. And that's why he says that. He says, take no thought. At the end there, he says, he says, take no thought for tomorrow. He says, for tomorrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Think about today. Think about what's going on today. And so, very quickly, I'm just going to ask you three questions. It's a, this is a, can y'all, y'all get this, right? This is so simple, isn't it? It really is. Now, this doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand. And Jesus goes through and he talks about, and I'm going to pick up our reading right here in verse 26. And I'm going to read just a little bit so, so you can turn back to verse 26. He says, Behold. So Jesus is always giving examples and he's sitting on the side of a mountain. He's not in a church house. Jesus is sitting on the side of a mountain and maybe he looks over a tree and he points and he says, Behold. He says, Look at that bird over there. So in your mind this morning, get a bird on your mind. He says, Behold the fowls of the air. He says, For they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. But this is, there's a common, this is what is important. He says, Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. And then he asked that question that I pointed out earlier in the reading. He says, Are ye not much better than they? He says, are you not worth more to God than a bird? I want to I I ruin your morning This, if you're, a, if you're an animal lover. That's okay. But did you know that no animal has a soul? You know that? And, and Jesus says, look at that bird sitting up there on that tree. He says, it doesn't have a soul. I mean, a lot of times, uh, the birds I've dealt with, they barely have a brain, some of them. Amen? Wouldn't you agree with that? Anybody that owns chickens, say amen right there. You would agree with that. He says, look at these, these birds. He says, he said, they're just, they're just wandering around. He said, they're just out there flying, and we don't know where they're going, and, and we don't know where they've been. But if you see a bird sitting there on the branch of life, you know that it's had something to eat. You know that it's had something to drink. It's probably got a nest to go back to and live in, and it's a bird. He says, how much more? Are you worth to God than a bird? Well, I would say a whole lot more, wouldn't you? Why? Because you have an eternal soul in you. 
When that bird dies, you know what? It hits the ground. But God knows about it. And if God's taking care of a bird, then I'm pretty sure that God's going to take care of you. I mean, I'm not just pretty sure of it. In fact, I can guarantee it. Even if you get sick, even if, if, if things go wrong, it's going to be okay because God knows about it. God is still there and God can and will take care of you. So the first question I'll ask you this morning is when has God not taken care of you up to this point in your life? Would anybody want to stand up here behind this pulpit this morning and say, yeah, there's been times when God did not see me through things. Well, I would say that nobody could say that. Even if you're a lost person, I want you to understand this. God takes care of you. If you're, if you're as lost as a ball in high grass, if you're sitting here on your way to hell this morning, God has taken care of you. God has been on the lookout for you. It's by the grace of God that every one of us is even able to sit here this morning. I can think about things in my life, and, and, and I won't tell you if, if y'all edit this out. Don't, don't send this to any police officers, okay? But I have in my life been known to speed. Anybody in here ever done that? I'm looking at you, Anthony Bilbrey, this morning. But, but I've been known to speed a few times, and there have been times that I've been speeding down the road, and I've not really been paying attention, and maybe I'm sitting there eating a hamburger or, or talking on the cell phone, and I know that's illegal in the state of Tennessee. I get it, all right? And, but, but there's been times, and, and say amen if you agree with me, that you've had some near misses driving a vehicle. Would you agree with that? I mean, am I the only one that, that speeds? I don't think so. And y'all need to repent of that this morning. <laughs> but there has been so many times, and, and, and there's been just, just numerous times that I can think of that my, that my life has probably been that close to being over with or that I've at least been that close to being severely maimed and handicapped the rest of my life that God has saw me and said, hey, that's one of my children and he's watching out for me when I am even incapable of watching out for myself. God's watching out for us. How much better are we? And so let me ask you this. Has God ever failed you this morning up to this point? No, He has not. And God will not fail you. God cannot fail you. And so Jesus goes on and He says, And which of you, He's looking at His disciples, He says, Which of you guys, by taking thought or by worrying or being anxious about it, this is kind of a short joke right here. He says, which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit or can add 18 inches to his stature? Anybody in here capable of that this morning? Well, absolutely not. We worry about the silliest things, don't we? We do. You know, if it, this, Jesus is talking about maybe being short. Maybe he looked over, maybe one of his disciples was a short fellow. I don't know. And he looked over at him directly and he said, which one of you can grow taller by just thinking about it? Well, nobody. But this word can also be interpreted in the Bible as this. If you look up that word in the Greek, it's not just the height that he's talking about, but he's also talking about length of life. Which one of you, by taking thought, can add any time to your life? If you can, raise your hand. Well, I sure can't. Can you? How many of you can think, well, I'm getting older and, and I'm just going to sit here and worry about it and maybe the longer I worry that God will look down and, and He'll just add years to my life. Or, or if, if I worry about it and if I think about it, I know I'm getting towards the end of life and if I worry enough, man, I'll get two more years out of this thing. It's not going to happen, is it? We don't know. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. 
I know right now we're pretty blessed here in Middle Tennessee. I don't know, I personally don't know anybody that's got that, that C word. Do you? I don't know anybody personally. But let me tell you, it, it may hit and it may get here and, and it may be spread all over the place. I don't know. I don't have the answer for you this morning. I'm not going to say that, that God's going to keep it from this area. That's not this message this morning. Do you understand that? Can you, if you do, nod your head. Yes, I get it. But don't worry about it. Don't let it consume you. Don't let it take over your, your life to the point where you become as, as one of them, as a lost person that, that, that is just going insane because of this thing. Why? Because you've got other stuff to worry about. We've got, I, I like the old saying, we've got bigger fish to fry, don't we? This thing will probably just come and go. And in 10 years, we'll look back and we'll say, hey, do you remember that? And some of us will say, no, no, I don't remember that. But there's a lot more at stake, amen? Like the lost souls of people. And so Jesus said that nobody can add more time. And he talks about the raiment and he talks about the flowers. Verse 31, go down, go down to verse 31. He says, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after these things do the Gentiles seek. Jesus is talking to a group of Jews and he separates them. He makes a difference in Jews and Gentiles. And he said that, that anybody that follows me, he said, doesn't need to worry. He said, that's what, that's what folks on the outside do. That's what people that don't know God do. He says that Gentiles, he says, for your heavenly Father, there it is again. He talked about it in the, the verse about the birds. But he says, for your heavenly Father knoweth. He knows that you have need of these things. If food gets scarce, if water gets scarce, if clothes get scarce, if toilet paper gets scarce, whatever the resource is, God knows what you need. God knows. And so He's going to take care of you. It may not exactly be what you want. I mean, you may not have a steak dinner every night, but God will take care of you. I can guarantee that. God looks out for those that are His. And so the next thing he says is, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. You know what he says? He says, first, trust me. Jesus is saying, first, before you do anything else, before you start looking and putting your hope anywhere, is you trust in me. You trust in God first. Do you trust God this morning? I mean, in all honesty, do you trust God? Do you say that with your lips and don't mean it with your heart? But with your heart, do you trust God? I know it's hard sometimes. I understand that. I mean, I live, I live a life just like you do. I'm, I'm the pastor of this church, but I tell you, I'm not superhuman. I'm not a super Christian. I'm not a perfect human being. And, and I understand that sometimes it's hard when things just look bleak and when things look bad out there. Sometimes it's hard to trust God like we should. But we must do it. So is your trust in, in, in Him or is your trust in, in financial things? As I said in the beginning of the sermon, just before Jesus starts talking about, about God taking care of you and about worry he's talking about money he's talking about mammon and he says that that if you're putting your trust in those things he says later he, actually he says earlier 
He says that where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Anybody recognize that little phrase? Jesus said that in the Sermon on the Mount. And so this morning, are you putting your trust in, in your wallet, your pocketbook, your CDs, your, your IRAs? Are you putting your trust in, in, in clothes and food and water and supplies? Or do you put your trust in God? I like the song that Cecil sung this morning. Cecil picked those songs out, and he does a wonderful job. Don't you agree with that? And he picked that song, "'Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus." I'll be honest with you, there's, there's a lot of people I don't trust in this world. I mean, I could start naming names. I won't do that, but I could. There's, there's people I don't trust. There's, there's entities and groups and, and things I don't trust. But there's one that I do trust, and that's God. Because, because God's never let me down. And God never will let me down. I love my wife, and I trust her. But I'll tell you, there's no secret that, that I've let her down, and she's let me down before. I mean, even the closest person to you in your life can sometimes let you down. But God will never let you down. So do you trust Him? And I'm going to read the last verse. Take, no, take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. I'm going to read you another verse. It's Proverbs 12:25. And Solomon says this, he says, Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop, but a good word maketh it glad. Heaviness in the heart of man maketh it stoop. or make it, That stoop, it comes with the thought of being weighed down. You know what worry does to people and anxiety? It weighs you down. Can you, can you be a joyful Christian if you're worrying about things? And, and it, I'm not even, I mean, you can, this, this message far transcends that, that, that C word that we won't even mention again this morning. It goes, it goes far beyond that. It can be anything in your life that you're worried about. But let me tell you this, that I don't think you can live a joyful life as a born-again child of God if you're weighed down with worry. You can't do it. And if you're worried about things this morning, I believe the Bible says that, that is, that's wrong according to the Word of God. That if you're worried about things, did you know that worry and trust, they can't go hand in hand with each other? That they don't, they don't couple up real good? That, it, that, if, that if I don't trust my wife, then I'm always worried about what's going on, Right? If, if, if I don't trust somebody, then, then I'll worry about it. If I don't trust something. But let me tell you, if I can trust God, then worry should not be present in my life. There's only so much space in you for that trust to fill. And I believe that, that worry can fill that space just as quick as trust can. Don't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. I'll tell you what I'm going to do tonight. I'm going to go home and I'm going to go to sleep and I'm not going to worry about it. Because it's not going to do me any good whatsoever. It's not going to do you any good whatsoever. It's not going to help anything. So why don't we just trust God? Why don't we take His word for what it says? Because He said in Proverbs, He says, But a good word maketh it glad. So if you get to worrying and you get to watching the news and things are not going so great, why don't you just open up your Bible and read it for a little while? 
Go over and read about how that God saved you from your sin. And in spite of what happens in this world, that you're going to go to heaven when you die. That's a good word, isn't it? That's what we need to hear. That's what we want to hear. And, and I'll tell you what, when this thing's over, there's, there's, there's going to be something else. I mean, we're just going to take the spotlight and we're going to put it somewhere else. And there's always going to be something that, to worry about. I mean, there is. It's, it's never failing. It's never going to end. Until, you know when there's going to be no, no more worry when Jesus comes back? For the church, when Jesus comes back and he takes us out of here, it's going to be gone. All right, But until then, there's always going to be something. Just get used to that. But don't dwell on it. Don't let it consume your life. God says to, to just trust Him. He's never failed me, and He never will fail you. Can you agree to that statement? If you do, if you agree to that, stand. Brother Cecil, come get us a song this morning. Why don't you sing again, Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus, brother. And I'm going to pray, and, and we're going to have an invitation. And, and if, 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 you're, if you're thinking about this thing, and you need to pray about it, maybe you are a little worried. Come and ask God to help you with that. God will help you with that worry. He'll, he'll keep you safe, but he'll, he'll help you with that. And this is the thing that, that, it's, that, that all the church should think about. It's not just about the coronavirus. It could, you could be worried about anything. You could be worried about your children. You could be worried about how your bills are going to be paid. You could be worried about anything. This is not just, just to focus on one thing. And if you have something in your life that maybe you need help with, I know the one that can help you. And that's God. You know what Jesus said? He says, just cast all your cares upon me. He says, I know what's going on in your life. He says, How many, you're, you're so much better than a bird. And he knows when one even hits the ground. So God knows what you're worried about. God knows what's in your mind. And just ask God to search you this morning and say, God, help me to get rid of these things. If that's you, I, I ask you to come to the altar this morning. Brother Cecil, sing.